All right, everybody, Midwest Baseball Rings Podcast right back at you here. This episode is presented by Dingbag Company. Guys, you guys heard us talking about this. Uh, this is my favorite. I'm excited. I'm getting ready to hit the road tomorrow for out-of-state tournament, and I'm sick and tired of that bat banging against my car window. You better believe my kid has Dingbat on his bats because I am beyond sick of that thing rattling all around, and then, you know, my kid may blame it if he doesn't get a hit. Well, my bat, it hit something in the car, it hit something in the trunk, it's the bat's fault it's not my fault because we all hear about that you don't have that problem anymore when you guys hit up dingbat guys dingbatcompany.com go get yours right now i promise you won't regret it this is everything and and they're cool the kids love it guys i'm seeing them around my kid and a couple other friends and uh it's just really cool with the different patches they have it straps to the bag it's not going anywhere so don't worry about that so go check them out right away guys dingbatcompany.com And this interview is presented by Beastmint. Guys, you guys are seeing Beastmint all over social media. Um, they're giving away free OG cards right now, and uh, every kid needs an OG. You know, trust me, every kid needs them. Earn, collect, flex. Go check them out, Beastmint.com. Get your free OG card. They're giving away a free glove uh, also. So the more cards you get, the more chances you got. Go check them out right away, guys. Uh, they're our partners in a lot of things we do here. We support everything they do. Beastmint.com. Go get them. All right, everybody, welcome back. Midwest Baseball Ranks Podcast. we got a special guest with us here, Kyle Lewigs from Savannah Bananas. What's going on, Kyle? How are we doing, man? Good, good. Thank you guys for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to hit you with a hard question to start it off. Um, bananas, is it a tough word to spell? Because I always have a tough time spelling it. Um, with me working and playing with them as long as I have, also with the song that I'm not sure um, actually who wrote it, I think that it's permanently engraved in my in my vocabulary. Gwen Stefani. That's Gwen it. Stefani. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It's also a, a variation of like most of the passwords that I use through the through the business. Obviously not just bananas, so I'm not giving out my password, but um I pretty much spell it every day now. So so password it could be Kyle Bananas, something like that. <laughs> Real simple. Or bananas one, two, three. Uh, but I don't know. I always think there should be a double N in there, and there's not. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one for me. I'm not going to lie to you there. <laughs> uh, let's hop into it. You know, talk about your baseball career, um, you know, the background of how you uh, came up through the baseball world and, um, you know, how where you're at now. Um, yes, yeah, so I grew up playing baseball as long as I can remember. Um, also played soccer when I was a lot younger and then basketball kind of through middle school uh, pairing with baseball. Um, so I don't really, I get that question a lot. I don't really remember what age I started playing. That's just, I just remember playing baseball as long as I can remember. Um, played pretty heavy travel ball down here in the South. Travel balls, you know, pretty heavy, just like it is everywhere nowadays. Um, played for actually the same organization throughout middle school and high school kind of going up. So I played with the same group of guys that I also played like high school ball with. So that was really cool and a good opportunity for me. Um, from there, like my sophomore, junior year of high school is when I really started to get kind of college looks and started to kind of fill out into my body more and kind of come to terms that I was going to be a pitcher at the next level and not be able to hit, um, which I was, I'm okay with now, but at the time it was kind of a tough pill to swallow. Um, and then kind of my junior beginning of my senior years when I started to get like the bulk of my offers, I didn't get a crazy amount, probably six or eight. 
I would say, um, ended up going with the University of North Georgia, which is right like an hour above Atlanta, uh, a D2 in the Peach Belt. Um, did four years there, didn't pitch a whole lot my freshman year, but, but quickly ramped up my sophomore and junior year. Um, COVID hit. That's also where I met my roommate and uh, counterpart on the bananas, the catcher, Bill Leroy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I met him. And then eventually I ended up graduating and starting my master's program in sports marketing. And from there I left because I didn't have that at North Georgia. So I left and grad transferred to Jacksonville State in Alabama and played my last year of baseball there this spring. And then kind of the, the bananas were kind of tied all throughout that of my college career. So you grinded it out, man, for multiple years. It's something that you loved and you didn't want to give it up no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Whenever I think just like everybody else, when COVID hit, it was kind of a big question mark. Um, I think everybody, including myself, knew that we wanted to keep playing. It was just a question of how and what they were really going to do with like as far as the NCAA and stuff. So. Yeah, I was that that uh, that fifth year senior or the grandpa, I guess you could say. Um, so yeah. What uh, if you don't mind me asking, what, who was your uh, travel organization? Who did you play for? Uh, so I played for Line Drive Baseball, okay. which I think is predominantly out of the South. I want to say, or like the Georgia area kind of thing. It's gotten a lot bigger. Um, I know since I got out of it. Um, they have like a bunch of different teams and a bunch of different people doing stuff. But like whenever I was growing up, um, we only had one team and it was just one coach that ran it. And he would take a group of kids from like eight or 10 all the way up until like their senior year of high school. And then once they that group was done, he would go back to a new group of eight of ten, eight to 10 and then take them all the way up through high school. And I was I was a part of the second group that he did. And then I think after us, he kind of started just rattling off teams in different age groups but but it was a really cool experience that's awesome i mean and, and you're one of the few people that like hey you had a great time playing travel baseball it's fun you know everything traveling everything and now you're doing it again with the bananas uh you know which one's more fun man because i imagine it's both it was both pretty fun yeah i think definitely um you know just just playing anywhere like traveling when you're with the same group of guys for a long time you're gonna you're gonna make some great friendships and some great memories that you know, they say that it'll last a lifetime. Um, I will say the stuff that we've done with the Bananas, although like in the college team, which is different from the premier team that we're doing right now, so there's like two different things to explain there. Um, each year that we played for the collegiate team, which me and Bill played for them for four years, uh, we had primarily a new group of guys every summer. So like we would have our returners. We'd have probably eight or ten guys return, which is kind of absurd for the uh, – for a summer ball kind of thing to have that many people come back year to year. But at the same time, the other three fourths of our team were brand new guys. Um, so it was awesome getting to meet guys from all over the country at big D ones, big D twos all over the country and getting to getting to do that and play a lot of games in a short amount of time, which is, which is where like guys, true colors come out and you get to get to really see some, some interesting things happen. So, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I first and foremost, I like how you're mentioning the word fun so much. <laughs> you know, like it, it's so important for our younger ages to to understand that that you know you've had fun throughout your playing career and you're still having fun with it. You know, it, I I think a good comparison for your team the the like the Globetrotters. You know, you're kind of like the Globetrotters of baseball. You know, 
you have a couple of teams out there and stuff. Can you explain? You kind of mentioned it. Can you explain between the teams? Because even the Globe Charter said like a serious team, and then they had their fun team as well. Can you kind of go through what that is? Um, so right now, what we're doing um, is we have a collegiate summer team that plays in the summers, that plays in the Coastal Plains League. So it's all college age guys just getting work in in the summers. So it's strictly college age guys, and it's the CPL is just like any other summer league across the country. So like the Cape or the Northwoods up north or any of those across the country, really. They have them all over the place. Um, so that they are the Savannah Bananas. And that's kind of where I got my start was playing for that team. And then as of recently, last year, we started a premier team, which is what you guys are, and everybody else is seeing right now, which is guys that are out of college. Um, the majority of the guys on that roster this past tour that we did um, are all mostly 75% of the guys are all independent league guys. So they're not on affiliate teams with uh, organizations in the MLB, but they're same level talent. There's just so many players in the minor league systems that they have those guys on independent league and they can get picked up at any time. Um, and so that frees them up to play with us before their season starts in May. So this is kind of a tune-up for them, I would say, like kind of their spring training for the guys that were with us. And then, you know, we have we have some other guys that are a part of the team that just love to play baseball, kind of just coming from like their work world and, and doing this for two or three months if they make it through the tryout. And then you also have, you know, like me and Bill who work for the Bananas full-time now. So half of our job is playing for that premier team since we're out of college, and the other half is kind of running summer and fall camps for kids. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of everything, but that the biggest difference I would say is the premier team where you are staffing both teams. So we, it's the bananas against the party animals everywhere we go. Um, so when we hosted that big tryout, we kind of filled both rosters out of that tryout. Um, so we do play the same team. So everybody is on the same page and, and having the same goal of entertaining fans, but also playing good baseball and competing and wanting to win and getting ready for whether it's your independent league season or whatever you're doing. Um, so it does free us up on that premier team to have a little bit more fun and do some more antics that you wouldn't see on a normal game if you were playing an opponent that you didn't necessarily know. Um, so like we're not going to have any backlashes on those. Like if, if I do a dance on the mound or something next inning, we're not going to, we're not going to plunk a guy because of that, you know, like we're, we're all on the same page of, of wanting to entertain, but also like, we can put on a good show. So it frees us up to have a lot of control over the game without like, you know, I've seen some people saying like, you know, these games are scripted. The party animals are never supposed to win. Like, you know, how hard it would be to script and like plan a baseball uh, game. Like that's baseball. Baseball is almost impossible. Basketball. Yeah. You can do that with baseball. You can't do that with. Yeah. So <laughs> that's like the big difference is like the, the, the summer age guys that are getting ready to crank up. Um, starting at the end of May, they're playing, you know, regular opponents. They still do antics and stuff during the games. Like we're going to entertain the fans, but most of it is more oriented towards like between inning promotions and not so much during the game kind of things, but the games are still a lot of fun. Like I know, I mean, people love, they've sold out 160 straight home games in a row. Like they're fun, but like, it's just not as extreme as the stuff you're seeing right now because we have more control. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Uh, you know, you talk about, you mentioned Cape Cod and everything. So I got a question for you. I, I take a lot of heat for this, and I'm kind of trolling, kind of being serious. Um, have you ever seen the movie Summer Catch? 
I have. That's my dad's favorite movie, I think. I love your dad. It's a phenomenal movie. Uh, I was going to ask you. Okay, you pump movie? the brakes on the word phenomenal. It's a phenomenal Okay, movie. let's just pump it. the brakes on that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure one of the actors in there was Shaggy in Scooby-Doo. Yes, You're exactly right. <laughs> he won an Academy Award for it. He was fantastic. <laughs> so, so you're a fan of the movie, right? You got to be. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, and then, so another thing you kind of said, so unwritten rules, those are out of your games, right? I mean, those old school baseball stuff, we, you guys don't even worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, we, we need to get away from that anyway, so I'm glad you guys are doing it. Uh, you know, so you, you talk about, you know, our audience is, is probably pretty familiar. You guys are getting really big up even by us here in the Midwest. Uh, you know, we see the, the viral videos and everything going around. Um, you know, is this, is this a career that, like, hey, you truly love and, um, you know, something that you, you wake up and I imagine it's like kind of like a dream job for you? I have the best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's super awesome. The We do... I think we do a better job. I mean, this is really like coming out of college, my first full-time job. Um, but like the way that I've been brought into it and welcomed, even coming from, you know, like I've been around these people in the front office a lot, but at the same time didn't have like a very personal relationship with them because I was just here for two months in the summers playing. Um, but the way that they've welcomed me and Bill both into it and kind of, you know, helped us with things that we would never be able to figure out, like how to market for a summer camp or stuff like that, or how to sell them, or how to thank people, and being in like really engraving like fans first into like everything that you do, which is kind of like the big model that they piggyback off of, like when they make decisions. Like if it do, if it doesn't make sense for the fans, then it's not something that we're gonna do. Um, I think they do a really good job, and I think that you know just like anywhere else, the place is only as special as the people that are in it. And I think that they've done an insanely good job from the ticketing team down to the marketing team to our film and production crew um, of bringing in great people and just kind of what you're seeing and what everybody's seeing is kind of just a byproduct of that, which I'm super thankful to be able to be a part of. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, being able to put a smile on kids' faces and everything, um, you know, pretty much every single day. Uh, you, you know, talk about the world tour that you guys did a little bit. Um, what's the plans for the future? Are you guys going to go even big, more big time? Because I want to see you guys up here, man. Um, you know, you let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll get together and we'll, we'll put something on. But uh, are you guys planning for bigger and better things in the next year? Um, so, yeah. So if you kind of base it off of what we did just from this past year to this year, um, I was still on the summer team, so I wasn't a part of the world tour last year, but the world tour consisted of two cities last year. It was uh, Savannah and Mobile, Alabama, which everything I've heard about and everything I've seen, Mobile was just absolutely insane. Um, but just from a growth standpoint, you know, going from two cities to I think we did seven um, this tour. So kind of just seeing the demand for us to continue to grow and play in front of other people. Um, has been very cool and I know that you know we don't have anything nothing set in stone really but I think with what the like momentum and stuff that we're creating for the tour that we pretty much just finished we have one more weekend in Kansas City coming up um, but after that seeing like how well it's responded with people I think that there's no doubt about you know us going all over the country truly eventually just it's just, it's just a matter of time and figuring out logistics as we continue to grow like as a group and as a company and just kind of continue to hire people to make those steps easier to get um, around the country and then make all that stuff happen. But I'm, I'm definitely excited for the future and the fact that I don't think that there's,
a place that we couldn't go play or somewhere where like somebody wouldn't want to come on, watch us play, which is very cool. Right. I, I think it's, it's just growing quick, you know, very quickly. And I don't see any slowing down in it. Um, you know, I love what you guys do because I think it can draw kids into the, the, you know, the game of baseball by having fun and, you know, transitioning into having fun, you know, elsewhere. Um, is that important for you? Like to, Hey, you know, get kids to love this game because it's a, uh, I don't want to say dying game, but it, it's been called that by certain people. Um, but, you know, we don't believe in that. But uh, is that important for you to, like, have these kids, you know, love this game of baseball like you do? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of, in a sense, like our, our duty to do that, you know, because I feel like um, probably similar to you guys, like growing up, like ne not necessarily I didn't feel like there was a need for something like this or there was not something like this around. But at the same time, like I loved watching – you know, the the guys above us are like our idols, Major League Baseball players. Like, I loved watching it. And there was always a tension around it, and it was something that I always look forward to. Um, just kind of piggybacking off of that, like, if this, what, if this is what it takes, like, to show people that, like, you can have fun in baseball and whether, you know, whether if these kids see us doing what we're doing and they want to play banana ball or if, they, if it just strikes their interest for them to go out and, in their backyard and play catch or do something like that or watch a baseball game. And even if they, I mean, if they play regular baseball, it doesn't matter. I, I love banana ball just as much as I love watching a one zero four hour pitchers duel against two MOB teams. Like I'm, I'm definitely both sided. Like I love both aspects of it, but whatever we can get the attention back on the game of baseball. Like I feel like it was how, when I was growing up, I feel like that's kind of what I owe to, back to the game of baseball for everything it's given me and just kind of the younger generation that that I want to to experience whatever I've gotten to experience. Yeah, I love it. I think you nailed it there. And that's important for these kids to just love the game in any way that it comes, um, whether it's banana ball or baseball or wiffle ball, whatever it is, just to go out and yeah. enjoy it. Um, get out there and you play. Guys get, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> No, just get out there and play is all I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, right. Agreed. Do you guys get negative feedback from, you know, the old-headed uh, baseball? I'm, new, I'm a new-age baseball. I love new-age baseball. You know, I like some old-school stuff, too, but I'm all about bad flips, having fun and anything. But do you guys get negative pushback from uh, old old man uh, George on Facebook at 80 years old over there? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I think anything, anything you do – um, in life, no matter how great it might, it might be the best thing in the world that somebody out there is going to find something wrong with it or not agree with it. Um, and I think largely, um, a lot of the, I'm not even going to call it hate. Cause I don't, I don't think it's hate. It's just kind of like, um, disagreeing with what we're doing, which is fine. Like, that's okay. If you're talking about it, that's, that's great. I don't care if you're talking negatively or positively about it. If you're talking about it or if you keep seeing what we're doing, then, then we're doing something right. But at the at the same time, I think a lot of that comes from just like misunderstanding like what we're doing and kind of like what our goal is. We're not trying to, I mean, necessarily change baseball. I mean, it's a great game. It's been around for forever. We're not, we're not trying to push and say like our way of doing it is the only right way to do it and there's no other right way. It's just kind of like we're all on the same mission of making baseball interesting and making it fun and getting people back into the game. There's just a different angle to be taken at it, and that's kind of just just what we're doing. And I think a lot of it comes from misunderstanding. Like, you should like a lot of the comments. Um, I think a large part of that kind of comes from like people misunderstanding. Like, for example, like I was explaining um, the part like us controlling both teams. Like, I think that people think that we're intentionally trying to show up our opponent or trying to get other people to show up our opponent the way that we do. But like in 
high, like looking back on things like they can't do it like we can because they're playing a different opponent. And we're not necessarily going out and, you know, just, just have the most absurd bat flip or home run celebration, but it gets people watching and get people interested in it. So that's what we're going to do. And we can do it at the extreme level that not necessarily everybody else needs to. So, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, who, who's your favorite player in baseball today? Um, that like relates to you or like, uh, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, who's, who's the bad flipper you like, or the guy that's uh, making a crazy slide. Who's the guy for you? Um, I've always kind of liked Marcus Stroman just from like a pitching standpoint, just cause I feel like he has a lot of fun with the game and he does things not necessarily like cookie cutter or the way that everybody else does it, which I think is very cool. Um, I also like the way that um, Brett Phillips goes about his business. We've been in contact with him a lot and actually trying to look forward to getting him to come out with us um, in the future for something to get it, to get him to play with us. But um, I like, you know, just anybody who's not going to do things, you know, like everybody else are afraid to, to do this or do that to, to bring attention to the game. I think it is very, very cool, especially at the level that they're playing at is – first off insanely impressive and second off just I think speaks a lot about that person because they don't take themselves too seriously which is something that we try and um, preach down here um, in Banana Land which I think is cool to see anybody kind of do that so I would say probably just off the top of my head I like I like I like Stroman just because I'm a, I'm a pitcher and I'm very biased towards pitchers and I saw Brett Phillips actually on the mound um, a week or two ago which I thought was everything I saw was incredible so <laughs> It's, uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, Stroman because uh, my son's a pitcher and uh, that's who we study, um, everything he does because he's he's different. He's like a genius on the mound. Uh, he, mm -hmm. He's a thinker. Um, so for everyone listening, if you, you're looking for a guy to study pitching-wise, Stroman's your guy, I think. Uh, he's a genius on the mound. He looks at things in different ways. He's got different motions. So I love everything he does. I, uh, I'm glad yeah, it's definitely – I like that he preaches, which uh, people don't enough. I feel like whenever people are preaching um, or – coaching pitching to younger kids it's all about like you've got to pick up your leg this high and then you've got to put your leg down and then you've got to get your arm in this spot like there's no there's no right or wrong way to do that and I think it's really cool that I've kind of been given the platform that I have now to where like if I work with kids or if I give lessons like in my free time it's 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 something that I like to preach is just like just be an athlete man like there's no one way to pitch just get up there and like, let's figure out what works for you. Like yep. what works for you definitely doesn't work for me. Like there's, you don't have to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. Just be fluid and be and be free and be able to adapt. Like with the situation, I think is the biggest thing for kids. I love that you said that because there's so many instructors. Their way only. And if you're not going to do it their way, then don't, I'm not going to coach you type thing. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, even on a hitting aspect of it, cause I, I tend to go more. Yeah. Even yeah. the hitting aspect. I mean, you got guys up there swinging like Euclid that if there's anybody in the world that swings a bat like Euclid did, I'd like to see it because it's, yeah. it's not out there. You know, he's he was so different, but he, he was a great hitter. And then you have a guy like Miguel Cabrera, which I'm – but you have a guy like Miguel Cabrera that can change his stance depending on what the count is. You know, so it's so important that you said that you did. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously, 
You're all over Facebook. We see all the funny stuff. We see the guys in stilts running down first base and, and stuff. We, we see your your batters coming up and doing the splits to try to get a ball thrown instead of a strike, you know. So, like, what's some of the fun things that you guys have done? What's some of the craziest things you guys have done so far in your mind? Um, I think just speaking on the tour itself, like right now, um, you know, that's that's the beautiful thing I think about the bananas. And I think it was a, another question that you guys had on here was like, how do you continue to grow and like not stay stagnant? And I think it's just it stems from our owner who is just always constantly like pushing the envelope on what we can and can't do. And then kind of always coming up with ideas and it's kind of on our side more of the like the baseball guys like me and Bill and then like even our director of entertainment to kind of tell him like okay like this is doable on a baseball field but like this isn't doable um which are always fun conversations to have and it's it's fun to think about like could we actually do that on a baseball field or like uh, that probably can't happen <laughs> which you'd be surprised some of the stuff that that we come up with um one of the favorite ones I wouldn't be surprised with watching even, yeah. some of the videos. I'm not surprised, and not one person in our audience is going to be surprised either. Um, I think one of the coolest things that we came not even this is not the farthest out there that we did um, this spring, but we came up with something that we did every game that we incorporated, which I thought was very cool. And I even you guys can't see, it. I got a tattoo of it on my wrist. Um, as well as like a bunch of the other guys that were a part of it um, this spring, just because it was a, it was such a cool moment, and it was so cool. Like every time we got to collaborate, like week to week on like what we were gonna do, it was it was very very cool. So it seemed fitting. And what it, basically what it was was um, if you ever saw us like dancing on the mound, yeah. oh, like where it. where the where the infielders would come in, and then the the center fielder would come in for like one pitch, and we would do a dance, and then it would go back to regular baseball. Um, so that was called three two two is what we called it. So it was always we would come up with a different dance when we would rehearse it, but it was every third inning, second batter, second pitch, is how we would remember it, and that's what ultimately we all got tattooed. Um, which basically, awesome. me, you know, we all know at the same time like that's gonna happen, and we're gonna crush this moment. And those that was that stemmed away from like a lot of our viral uh, videos that we had. I think. One of the guy that we had start on Saturdays got one and it got like 63 million views. Um, I did one in West Palm Beach that got like 39 million views, I think. Um, so like it was very cool. It, it's helped me more along the lines of like being the person that I want to be and like being comfortable doing stuff like that. You know, it's not very easy. Like West Palm Beach, we had 7,500 people there. And it's not very easy for me to get out of my shell to dance in front of them, let alone pitch. Um, so I thought that was very cool. It was that wasn't even close to the to the most crazy thing that we did. Um, this I mean, you guys have you guys have guys going up there with their bats on fire. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> that was very cool, and that was actually a very funny moment because that clip that guy's actually hitting off me. I was the guy that gave up the single, to him. <laughs> obviously unintentionally because I don't want to give up any hits. But um, yeah, he did that. And some of the some of the funnier things to me because largely like this stuff scripted out like it's on a giant script in the dugout everybody knows minute uh, this like this is happening and you know where you need to be this kind of stuff but some of the stuff you know like when you're playing the game kind of goes over your head or like if it's if it's on the party animal side like we don't necessarily know what's going to happen 
So like he did that during the game, and I think it was it was one of the weekends where like a lot of stuff was going on. We were back in Savannah, but we were being broadcasted on ESPN Plus. So like there's all kind of stuff going on over the stadium, and the start of the game wasn't very good for me. I got a bunch of hits, so I was kind of just like really zoned in on baseball, and that was a very cool moment because it kind of helped me like get back into realizing like what we're actually doing and it doesn't matter if I give up 25 hits in the start like it's 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 bigger than that and it was very cool because I had no idea he was lighting his bat on fire it was kind of after like two or three two or three consecutive hits he lights his bat on fire and he's walking to the plate and I kind of had like a moment where I stepped off the rubber and I was like wait like he could hit one like 700 feet right here and it wouldn't like it's not gonna change it would be awesome yes yeah, <laughs> The perception on how good or bad of a pitcher I am, or like it's more, it's more meaningful for that. So I think those are definitely cool moments. You know, how do we as as your audience help you guys grow? Obviously, the TikTok stuff is is good for you guys, and keep on watching and viewing that. You know, but how can how can we help you? You know, even if it's Jim and I, you know, anybody, how do we help you guys? Um, I think, you know, we always, we always talk about, you know, like any, any way that information can be passed along is good or like any necessarily like any views or like visits to our website or our stadium is awesome. Um, I, th I think that our president says it best, you know, that word of mouth is always the best advertisement. We try not to necessarily like sell um, to our fans. We'd like to not make them feel like they're being sold to. Um, kind of a big reason why they, they took all of our advertisements down in our stadium um, during COVID because they felt like the fans were coming in and being sold to instead of just coming for an experience. Um, so I think, you know, like that and all, everything else that we do, I think that we really, I'm not going to say we don't need any help because everybody, you know, obviously needs help. But um, it is so engraved in like the founding principle of like what our business is about is to do right by the fans and do what's best for the fans. Like for like, if you buy anything off this, like if you were to buy a hat off there right now, off of your website, there would be no shipping costs because we like, we would eat the shipping costs because that's not like, it's not convenient for you. There's no convenience fees, stuff like that. It's just making things easier and it, like making it make more sense. Um, and I think by doing all those little things, right. By like the fans and stuff like that, that you know you're going to get that in return like tenfold like if if there's some kind of hate on on the website we have good enough fans to where they're going to be like hey that's not really the case like i've been a fan of that team for a long time um what you're saying is not true it's almost getting to the point where like we i'm not an army but like we don't have to do a lot of like our like backing up ourselves because we have such great fans because we treat them the right way so yeah so andrew i, I think what he said is uh, Jim and Andrew are going to be Kyle's army on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Andrew, you got Facebook. I got Instagram, and we're going to battle. I, uh, from I got TikTok, to too. I watch TikTok every night before I go to sleep, so I got TikTok <laughs> as well. So we're good with that. And and you mentioned your website. For those of you out there that want to help support them by get, buying some of their gear, wearing it around and stuff, it's the thesavannabananas.com. It's really awesome website they got a bunch of stuff on here they got their world tour up on their schedule they got their gear they got their team they got their camps everything on there so go to the savannabananas.com um to find all that stuff and and like like what kyle said you go right to their gear page and the first thing that you're gonna see is fan fans first free shipping 
say that 10 times real fast, <laughs> but so I think that that's awesome. I think that's great. What you guys are doing for the fans, for the kids out there, making it fun for them, making it family friendly for everybody. It's, I know I have a seven month old, a seven year old and a 10 year old able to, to hopefully one day experience one-year games and it'd be fun for all three of my kids at all different age levels plus myself plus my wife you know looking forward to that so keep doing what you're doing yeah that's awesome and if you sign up for a camp on the website you'll get a personal call from me um telling you how great you are and how thankful we are for sign up for camp that's also something else that we do something if you buy any uh piece of merchandise or anything you get a personal call from somebody on the merchandise team thank you well heck i'm ordering something right now then. <laughs> one second <laughs> i'm gonna have to too yeah that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome it's just like the little things that go a long way um, and that's kind of a forgotten thing in this day and age and it's really cool you know it, it's great that jim you said the little things because this can translate to the game of baseball too the the little things in a baseball game doing the little things right can lead to making those big plays and, mm -hmm. and and winning a game. If you don't do the little things right, which so many kids out there want to make that flashy play and they don't actually just get in front of the ball and, and get the out, you know, that's same with business. If you don't do the little things right, you're going to lose sight of the big picture. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Um, Kyle, we, we like to have a little fun with our guests here. Um, we like to play a little game here. We're going to throw some random questions out at you. Uh, you're going to give us your answers. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun here. You ready? Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Let's start it off here. Uh, would you rather be the guy that fell face first uh, running against the freeze over in Atlanta Braves, or would you rather get speared by a security guard running it when you're running on the field? Uh, speared by a security guard because I like to think I could last a little bit long before I got speared, so I think I could put on a show. <laughs> I like it. Uh, would you wear the green outfit too? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'd have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, so you're on the mound. You're a pitcher. You know how it is. Um, who would you want umping your game? Would it be Joe West or Angel Hernandez? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> make the right call because one of these days you might be in the pros so like, um i have seen nothing but joe i feel like every joe west officiated game i've seen him behind the plate and i don't recall many times seeing angel hernandez behind the plate obviously everybody knows the big one that he messed up but you know that's at first base yeah. so you know that does i mean obviously it ended up screwing the pitcher but, um, you know, like Tell me from, about a, it. from a pure strike zone um, thing, which would be the thing that would annoy me the most, I'm going to have to go with Angel Hernandez behind the plate just because I, I haven't seen it. So it can't be any worse, I guess. Look, you're, you're, I have PTSD still, so I'm a Tigers fan. So, like, I still have PTSD over that because – and we don't stop playing it. Like, it'll be on the Jumbotron at Tiger Stadium every year. It drives me nuts. I remember really? going on a 10-minute rant to my mom when I was, like, 12 years old. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Dude, Cowboy Joe's got a podcast coming out. I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, he's got a podcast coming out. Great, great. Yes. Uh, next one I got for you. What movie's better, Benchwarmers or Basketball? 
Uh, I'm a big fan of Benchwarmers. Just I like I really like the take on it. I think it's a hilarious movie, um, and it's it's a different take on baseball that I don't think there's enough movies out there um, that are that take that kind of route. And I think that it kind of flows with what we do nicely. So, yeah, agreed. That's a great movie. Another great movie up there with Summer Cats. Uh huh. Yeah, gotcha. So. <laughs> I don't even know if I can ask my questions now because I the summer catch thing still has me miffed. Stop it. Stop it. Um, all right, so if you were not able to have a job in anything related sports, what would your job be? Not related in sports. That uh... so the worst job ever in your life what would it be <laughs> um if i had the experience that i have now i would like to think that i could pursue acting i really do and i guess that that's like the only thing that i could be able to fall back on because all i've known is sports my whole life so i'd kind of already be screwed anyway so i might as well just just try and full send it and go and act <laughs> there, there you go i like it i like the answer um Okay, so so you're major league commissioner. You have all of the owners on board, all the player association on board with this. Okay, you're allowed to change one rule in baseball, any rule that it is. What are you changing, and what are you changing it to? Um, it's a rule that we use during our games. Um, I think it would hands down do leaps and bounds to bring the game back into it. If a fan catches a foul ball, that batter's out. Yeah, I love it. I like so, that. I mean, it's crowd, it's crowd <laughs> engagement. Can you imagine the kid going back to school saying, I caught Mike Trout's pop-up, and I, I basically closed the game. Like, I won the game for oh. <laughs> or, or Or you – yeah, that'd be awesome, first and foremost. Or last out of the World Series, bases loaded, foul ball, at home, your home fan catches yeah. it. Game over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which has been, which has been cool. Just on the, I'm not gonna say small scale of things that we do that we've been doing because I mean we've been playing in front of a lot of people, but like a, a small scale is in like it hasn't been around a whole long, a, a while. So like people are just kind of getting used to it. But like towards the back end of this tour, like if we if the bananas have been hit, like we've noticed like people in the stands like not calling people off or like fighting to keep them from catching it, but like. <laughs> Kind of getting close to that, which That's is awesome. super funny to see. So. I, I That's think awesome. Went super viral, like this week or last week. I think Barstool posted something on it um, about that. Uh, there was, a, I, I think it was like last week. I saw it um, about one of your games, and a fan caught it, and they're like, "Should this be a rule or something?" And it went super viral. It was awesome. Yeah, there was one. There was one that we had um, in West Palm Beach. Actually, it was like my second inning, and one of the stats that we keep in uh, Banana Ball is MPI, which is minutes per inning trying to, you know, like speed the game, who can have the quickest inning. And one of my innings, I think I went like lead off guy, like one, two, three strikeout. Next guy comes up, first pitch, fastball, foul ball, caught. So I had like two outs and four pitches in like 35 seconds. And then after that, I think the, the guy, the next guy went like full count, struck out. So it was like, it was a really quick inning, but like it's, like, I, I, it makes me so happy whenever I'm pitching and somebody catches it because it's just yeah. less work that I have to do. So. <laughs> my brother, my brother actually, my brother tweeted it best. He's like one of my biggest fans. And he was, he tweeted one, he tweeted about the clip and it said, like, 
when banana ball rules allow you to have 7,500 plus fielders. When you're pitching or something <laughs> That's like that. awesome. That's awesome. All right. I have, I have one more, um, for you, me personally, I think Jim's got one or two more. All right. So, you know, you're a hitter. Okay. You no longer have a walk, have walk up music. Instead, you have walk up dancing. What is your walk up dance? Is it going to be one of three options? The Macarena, the Cupid Shuffle. Um, just from my experience, you know, with, with fan engagement, I think the, the cooler things that you can do and involve the fans and it's something that the fans can do. So I'd, I'd definitely, it wouldn't be my favorite, but I would do Cupid shuffle. What would be your favorite then? Probably. Uh, Macarena would honestly be pretty cool. I probably wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do the soldier boy any justice, but Cupid <laughs> shuffle, everybody, everybody in the stadium could do. That'd be awesome. That's when you would create cool moments, and it's it's almost not like you're dancing by yourself. So, I I ha- I would have the same answer just because I want I would as a hitter I would almost get motivated more seeing everybody else doing the same exact dance that I'm doing and exactly. stuff as we're walking up to the plate. Yeah, get everyone going. Uh, I got two more fun ones for you. Uh, first one I got: uh, Would you rather try sunflower seed flavored gum? or gum-flavored sunflower seeds? Sunflower seed-flavored gum or gum-flavored sunflower seeds. Uh, probably gum-flavored sunflower seeds because I feel like there's already sweet flavors out there, and that kind of sits okay with me, but the other way around, I don't I don't think I would like that or that. <laughs> there's, like, there's, like, sweet and spicy and, like, some other different kind of sweet right. flavors, so... Yeah, that's that's the right answer, I think. Any any other answer? Uh, <laughs> I don't think there is a right answer, answer for that. <laughs> there, yeah, that's the there's no right answer. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Uh, last fun one I got for you here. So uh, I think the best three pitchers of our area, our era, is Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. You get to uh, start one, bench one, and cut one. What's your answer on that one? Start one, bench one, cut one. Who was it again? Kershaw. Uh, Max Scherzer, uh, Justin Verlander, and Clayton Kershaw. Um, I'm probably going to – I'm going to keep and start Kershaw just so I can go lefty-righty. And then I'm probably going to have – Max Scherzer close it just because I can get as many innings out I can out of Kershaw and then I can just have the lunatic that is Max Scherzer come out of the pen to close for however long he needs to and that still allows me to go lefty to righty so what's up with the PTSD questions that you're giving me here okay (laughs) we literally had Max Scherzer and Verlander and won zero titles with them and David Price at one point and won zero titles. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough being a Detroit fan, buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, last question we got for you here. So we kind of uh, asked this to all our guests to kind of wrap up the show here. What's one moment for you when it comes to baseball uh, that you'll never forget, whether it's a Little League moment, travel moment, college, uh, what you're doing now, kind of that one moment that will stick with you forever? Um, hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's probably not a championship or anything like that. It was it was a, another like smaller moment that I feel like everybody um, should be able to experience, and it was like something that really got me into baseball. Um, I was born in Texas in Arlington, and then I moved to Savannah when I was in like fourth grade, and I've been here ever since. Um, but while we were there, obviously we were big Rangers fans. And um, went to a lot of the games, went to a lot of that stuff. And one weekend, I don't know how my dad pulled it off, but one weekend they were on a, a, a way stint uh, where they played three or four games in, in a row on the road. So they did this overnight thing where you could, like, buy a ticket and you got to come with, like, your parent or whoever you were coming with. And you brought a sleeping bag and they hooked you up and you slept in the outfield and they played, like, baseball movies on the Jumbotron. You slept out there, and then you got up the next morning, and you went to like you went through like a tour of the stadium. You like got stretched by their trainer out on the field, and then you and all the kids played like a wolf ball game on the stadium or in the field. And that was like I tell a lot of people about that. I feel like I've even told our president that I like want to incorporate that in Savannah. Like if we could do like a spend the night at Grayson Stadium. Um, I feel like, and it's not it's not even really like I have plenty of baseball moments like out of all the games we played, like I've, I've won some championships. I played like on some big stages in like the college world series and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's little things like that, that like make you fall in love with the game and everything else kind of goes off of that. That's a fantastic answer. Yeah. I mean, that's like exactly what we're looking for because we've all experienced championships and all that stuff. And uh, that's great. It's a moment with your dad too. I mean, you'll just never forget those type of things. So uh, yeah, we appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's a great idea. I hope you guys incorporate that. Me and Andrew will drive down, have a little slumber party in center field. And there you go. <laughs> some fun. The no cuddling. No cuddling, Jim. The sand that the sand nets might be a little bad, but uh, I'm sure we can make something work. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Well, hey, Kyle, we really appreciate you coming on, man. It's a lot of fun. Um, we're big fans, and I know our audience is too, and hopefully we reach some more people for you. Uh, for those of you out there, you know, go check out the Savannah Bananas. Uh, just great for baseball, great for the game, great for the future. And uh, we appreciate everything you guys are doing and look forward to following you along. And hopefully you get up here by us and, uh, you know, you let us know. We'll, we'll get involved in any way we can. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and all the love and support, and, and I appreciate talking to people that – that share the uh, the mindset of what what we're trying to accomplish, and it's not, you know, something we can do by ourselves. So I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to to echo that out and um, to be a part of the journey in whatever way you guys you guys are. And I hope that we can get up there soon in the future and and play up there and play anywhere and everywhere. So. Yeah, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, Andrew and I got your back on social media. All our followers were coming. We're the, we're the Kyle Army now on social media. You got us. Don't worry. <laughs> That's <laughs> so awesome. We'll talk soon. We appreciate That's it. That's awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.